My name is Sammy, and welcome to my podcast. Today will be episode two of me reading your favorite Seuss, a baker's dozen by the one and only Dr. Seuss. Today we will begin with a book called If I Ran the Zoo, originally published in 1950. Let's begin. It's a pretty good zoo, said young Gerald McGrew, and the fellow who runs it seems proud of it too. But if I ran the zoo, said young Gerald McGrew, I'd make a few changes. That's just what I'd do. The lions and tigers and that kind of stuff they have up here now are not quite good enough. You see things like these in just any old zoo. They're awfully old-fashioned. I want something new. So I'd open each cage, I'd unlock every pen, let the animals go, and start over again. And somehow or other, I think I could find some beasts of a much more unusual kind. A four-footed lion's not much of a beast. The one in my zoo will have ten feet, at least. Five legs on the left and five more on the right. Then people will stare and they'll all and they'll say, "What a set!" This zookeeper knew Keeper Gerald's quite keen, and the gold darnedest lion I have ever seen. My zoo, McGrew Zoo, will make people talk. My new zoo, McGrew Zoo, will make people gawk at the strangest all creatures that ever did walk. I'll get for my zoo a new sort of a hen who roosts in another hen's top knot, and then another one roosts in his top of this, and another in his, and another in his, and so forth and upward and onward. Gee whiz! But they'll just a, but that's just a start. I do better than that. They'll see me next day in my zookeeper's hat, coming to my zoo with an elephant cat. They'll be so surprised that I'll swallow their gum. They'll ask what they see when they see my strange animals come. Where do you suppose he gets things like that from? His animals all have such very odd faces. I'll bet he must hunt them in rather odd places. And that's what I'll do," said young Gerald McGrew. "If you want to catch beasts you don't see every day, you have to go places quite out of the way. You have to go places no others can get to. You have to get cold and you have to get wet too. Up past the North Pole where the frozen winds squeal, I'll go and I'll hunt in my skiomobile and bring back a family of what you know. And that's how my new zoo, McGrew Zoo, will grow. I'll hunt in the mountains of Zamba Matant with helpers who all wear their eyes at a glance and capture a fine, fluffy bird called the Boosterd, who only eats custard with sauce made of mustard, and also a very fine beast called the Flustered, who only eats mustard with sauce made of custard. I'll catch them in caves and I'll catch them in brooks. I'll catch them in the crannies. I'll catch them in nooks that you don't read about in geography books. I'll catch them in countries and that no one can spell, like the country of Potipapel. In a country like that, if a hunter is clever, he'll hunt up some beasts that you never saw ever.
A lotus fly flows with a family of joes whose feet are like cows but wear squirrel skin coats and sit down like dogs but have voices like goats, excepting that they can't sing that very high note. And then I'll go down to the wilds of Nantuck and capture a family of lungs in a bucket. Then people will say, now I like th- that boy heaps. His new zoo zoo is growing by leaps. He captures them wild and he captures them meek. He captures them slim and he captures them sleek. What do you suppose he will capture next week? I'll capture one tiny, I'll capture one cute. I'll capture a deer that no hunter would shoot. A deer that's so nice he could sleep in your bed if it weren't for those horns that he had on his head. Speaking of horns that are just a bit queer, I'll bring back a very odd family of deer. A father, a mother, two sisters, a brother, whose horns are connected from one to the other. Whose horns are so mixed they can't tell them apart, can't tell them where they end, and can't tell where they start. Each deer's mighty puzzle, he's not, he's never yet found it if his horns are hers, or the other way around. I'll capture them that, and I'll capture them scrawny. I'll capture a scragglefoot mulligatani. A high-stepping animal fast at the wind from the blistering sands of the desert of Zind. This beast is the beast that the brave chieftains ride when they want to go fast to find some place to hide. A multiguani is fine for my zoo, and so is a chieftain. I'll bring one back, too. In the fourth western part of southeast North Dakota lives a very fine animal called the Iota. But I'll capture one who is even much finer in the northeastern west of South Carolina. When people see him, they will say, Now by thunder, this new zoom at Gru Zoo is really a wonder. Most beasts are quite friendly, but still in some lands, some beasts are too dangerous to catch with bare hands. For those that are ugly and vicious and mean, I'll build a bad animal catching machine. It's rather ex- Expensive, but to build such a kit, but with a but with it, a hunter can never get a get it. A zoo should have bugs, so I'll capture a thwirl whose legs are snarled up in ter- in a terrible snarl. And then I'll go out and I'll capture some chugs, some keen shooters, mean shooters, bean shooter bugs. I'll. J- I'll go to the African island of Yurka and bring back a tizzletop and tufted mazurka. A kind of cannery with quite a tall throat. His neck is so long if he swallows an oak. For breakfast the first day of April, they say it has to go down such a very long way that it gets to his stomach the 15th of May. I'll bag a big bug who is very surprising, a feller who has a propeller for rising and zooming around making cross-country hops from Texas to Boston with only two stops. Now that sort of thing for a bug is just tops. And when I've caught him, then the next thing you know, I'll go and I'll capture a wild tic-tac-toe. With X's that, that win and with zeros that lose, he'll look mighty good to his zoo of McGrews. I'll bring back a gusset, a gherkin, a gasket, and also 
a gooch from the wilds of Nantasset. An eight Persian princesses, princes will carry the basket, but with but what their names are, I don't know, so don't ask it. In a cave-in cartoon lives a beast called the Nash that no other hunter's been able to catch. He's hidden for years in his cave with a pout, and no one's been able to make him come out. But I'll coax him out with a wonderful meal that's cooked by the cooks in my cooker mobile. They'll fix up a dish that is just to his taste. Three chickens, chicken croquettes made of library paste. Then sprinkled with peanut shucks, pickled and spiced, then baked at 600 degrees and then iced. It's mighty hard cooking to cook up such feasts, but that's how the zoo, how the new zoo, McGrew Zoo, gets feasts. I'll go to the faraway mountains of Tobos, near the river of Nobos, and I'll bring back an obsk, a sort of a kind of a thingamabobsk who only eats rhubarb and corn on the cobs. Then people would flock to my zoo in a mosque. McGrews, they will say, what does a wonderful job. He hunts with such vermin and he hunts with some vigor. His new zoo, McGrew, gets bigger and bigger. And speaking of birds, there, there's the Russian Paluski, whose head ski is red ski and belly is Paluski. I'll, go, I'll get one of them for my zoo ski, McGrew ski. Then the whole town will guess why this boy never sleeps. No keeper before ever kept what he keeps. That's no telling what the young fellow will do. And then just to show them, I'll say, I'll sail to Katru and bring back an Itkutch a preep, a Nurkle a nerd, and a prue, and a seer sucker too. I'll hunt in the jungles of Hippo no Hungus and bring back a flock of while Bippo no Bungus. The Bippo Bungus from Hippo no Bungus are better than those down in Dippo no Dungus and smarter than those out in Nippo no Hungus. And wh- that's why I'll catch them in Hippo no Hungus. Instead of th- those others in Ninjas and Dungus, and others will say when they see these bits bounting, the zookeeper new keeper is simply astounding. He travels so far that you'd think he could drop. What? When do you suppose this young fellow will stop? Stop? Well, I should. But I won't stop until I've captured the Fizma Wisma Dill, the world's biggest bird from the island of Gwark, who only eats pine trees and spits out the bark. And boy, when I get him back home to my park, the whole world will say young McGrew's made his mark. He's built a zoo better than Noah's whole ark, that these wonderful, marvelous beasts that he chooses have made him the greatest of all the McGrew's. Wow, they'll all cheer. What is what this zoo must be worth? It's the gold darnest zoo on the face of this earth. Yes, that's what I would do, said young Gerald McGrew. I'd make a few changes if I ran the zoo. Thank you guys for listening to me. I was, I'm only going to read one because that one was a long one. But I hope you enjoyed, and the question of the day is, what's your favorite holiday? Because it's 4th of July just passed. What's your favorite holiday? And again, I hope you enjoyed, and remember, question of the day is, what's your favorite holiday? I hope you have or had a good day, and I'll see you next time. Oh, by the way, I'm not going to be having a podcast next week because I'm going on vacation. So I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you in a few weeks. Bye.